Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Hey, before we get to another episode, I just want to say thank you to New Air Graphics out of London, Ontario, for providing me with a prototype of a new hat um, and jacket with the logo of the two ales and hockey tails with Wally. And I think that is just the coolest thing ever because from me walking the dog a f- month ago to having hats and maybe a jacket like that is the craziest thing ever but you know what everybody's listening so i can't wait to bring you more and it's going to continue to happen so you know what let's just keep it rolling right welcome to another episode of two ales and hockey tales with wally and today i am so excited to have on Elite prospects has him at 6'5", which I believe is true. But they got him at 243 pounds, which I don't think he's seen since he was 15. Um, I believe he is closer to three bills. Um, and uh, that's because he's had to wear custom helmets his whole career because his head is so large. A Challenge Cup champion with the Cardiff Devils, a four to six year pro to depending on what you think of the leagues he's played in a fan favorite for the Cardiff Devils and Telford Tigers, Dougie Clarkson. How are you today, buddy? Good buddy. Thanks for that. That's, that's pretty good. I usually get the suitcase comments, but that's a pretty good entrance there. Well, I thought, you know, you, you've, uh, you were a fan favorite at Cardiff. There's no doubt about that. Oh, thanks. So I, I seem to remember a lot of Walton jerseys up there too. Well, didn't they have a song for you? Teach me how to Dougie. Uh, they did, yes. Um, so play often. I guess uh, I'll get into the background how we know each other. We had All never right. met. Um, I had met your brother. Uh, we were closer in age, but uh, we both signed in Cardiff. And uh, I think you sat in front of me or behind me on the airplane. Yeah, and right I saw your gigantic head. And I thought this thing was sitting like a foot above the seats. And I'm thinking, what kind of giant am I going to play hockey with? Um, like, can this person skate? <laughs> we found out no. That was that was true. Oh, you were just fine. But uh, anyways, Dougie and I played in Cardiff together and won a Challenge Cup. And uh, I think it was near the end of the year, they actually put us on a line together. And uh, we actually started grooving there for a little bit. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, So I guess 
the other thing is, is when I'm trying to explain how well I know Dougie, um, there's not many people you go on vacations with in your hockey career that you decide to go places with. But uh, we played in Cardiff for just one year and we had young kids and then he played in Dundee the next year. And after that season, we still decided at the end of our careers to go to uh, God, end of my career, Malta. I guess. I, yeah, Gazo, right? Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. That was a blast. Um, so what are you up? Actually, I have to tell a story. The what? kids the kids and I, I told them who's on the podcast tonight. Yeah. And uh, Zoe says, oh, Dougie's big. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, brought up going to Gazo together. And uh, oh, great. And uh, we had to talk about when we caught the lizards. The lizard, yeah. Uh, um, so there were little tiny geckos all over Gosso. And I told my three-year-old son, Colby, we were going to go out and catch one. Um, so we got a little bin and we go out to catch a gecko. And there were hundreds of them. And they were fast. But Dougie was so scared of them. He is six five, three bills, and um, legit scared of a little gecko. While my three year old is chasing them all over Gazo, and Colby ended up catching one and keeping it as a pet. Yep. And Dougie was scared shitless. And you're six five and used to me. fight mutants. I know, but those those agility like those things agility man like. And like Madden or NHL, they'd be like a close 98. Those things, those things are quick. They'll but get you. What did you think they were going to do to you? I don't know. They're little and they're fast. I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that is how Dougie and I know each other. And uh, he's probably the softest, good hockey fighter I've ever met. Because he was is always like smiling when he did it, but we'll get into that later. Um, so, where are you now, and what are you doing now? Um, thanks, Brent, for that uh, opening. And I thought that story was in the vault. I'm back home and uh, in Toronto. I'm a police officer. Um, I'm also on the same shift as Andrew Hotham, car defense cheering. Um, so luckily I still get to see Hoff a lot. Um, and yeah, I'm just, just over uh, a year and a bit on and love it. It's amazing. And it's good to be home and settled and, and, uh, uh, having our own, uh, set up here with, with Nicole and everything. And, um, you know, hopefully continue this, uh, career for a while. And it's, uh, it's good. Cause you know, as you know, Wally, like when you're done playing, it's, Hockey is it's one thing, but it's a room with the boys and and uh, the chirps and the jokes and messing around and you know that's a big thing. And luckily, with policing, it very is very similar, especially with our ship. I'm sure Hoff will tell you when you when you and him talk on this that uh, it is a blast. Like the boys just mess with each other, and and it's, that's the biggest thing. So it's been really good, man. I I couldn't imagine Hoth chirping anybody. Um, <laughs> I was actually wondering what the police force's hiring credentials are because I actually saw a uh, police photo of a tournament you guys played in. Uh, I believe it's called the the police team. 
Um, and uh, it was like an alumni game of my teams. Like I knew everybody on on the team. So does that mean I can become a police officer if I choose to, or what? There's a lot of guys that have played hockey that, uh, or or in even the other sports too, actually quite a bit. But yeah, our our, our full Toronto Police team is a lot of guys that played some level of pro or or something like that. So. We'll tell Richie Brunella and Andrew Hotham and all the boys I say hi. Um, um, if I'm speeding around the area, just, you know, I'll get, let, let me get off. Okay, boys. Oh, yeah. um, anyways, uh, so that's great. I'm glad you landed on your feet after hockey because I know it's, it's tough for everybody, right? Yeah, and it is, uh, it is tough because even when I, when I first came home too, it's, you don't know what to do. Like I, I couldn't sit behind the desk work. I know people can and people do it as a job, but I just need to be doing something and having that relationship, like I said, with, with a group of, of people on a team setting and joking around and messing around. And um, so it was nice that it happened that quickly for me. Cause as you said, I know it is hard for a lot of guys when they come home they don't really know what they're going to do. And they're so used to having the schedule and games and meals and everything like that. So it kind of, it, it worked out and luckily it did. Yeah. Um, no, man, I'm proud of you. Cause I know how hard you worked to become a, a cop. I was, we were still hanging out and uh, <laughs> you, you know, it means a lot to a guy when uh, after you know, the careers are over, like the people you stay in touch with and the people that actually take the effort to come see you, it means a lot. And uh, you've been to Concordon. Uh, you've been here. Times, you've been, yeah. yeah. A few times we've had some barbecues. We've been downtown um, and it means a lot. And uh, anyways, now it's time to get into uh, where you grew up and uh, your journey through minor hockey and how you got into hockey uh, to like NCAA or major junior. So I, uh, from Mimico, Toronto, this is a neighborhood in, uh, in Etobicoke. Um, and I got in, my, my dad was a hockey player, he was a goalie. He moved from Scotland to Mimico uh, when he was a kid and I loved hockey. So uh, my brother and I both obviously continued that in lacrosse in Mimico. And uh, so just start playing for uh, Humber Valley and West Mall, like the, you know, when you're six, seven, uh, when they start organizing it. Um, and then I went to the Marlies, uh, played for the Rebels, uh, Senators, Fawn Kings, uh, just kind of everywhere around. Um, and then my draft year, actually, I, <laughs> this is like shocking because I grew like six inches one off season. Can I ask a question what? just about minor hockey? Cause I'm yeah. not from the GTA. <clears throat> I'm from a small town and um, we don't like make trades and switch teams all the time. So can you explain how you just said you played on like five different minor hockey teams and why that would happen? Because they're all in different towns, I believe. So why wouldn't you just play for the town you're from? No, they're all uh, like, they're all based in Toronto, Mississauga. So the rules for the GTHL, you can play for any team as long as you live within those limits. So I know Kitchener, you have to play. If you live in Kitchener, you have to play for Kitchener. If you live in Waterloo, you have to play for Waterloo first. In Toronto, you can play for any of the teams in the GTHL. Toronto and Mississauga. As long as you live there. So you can play for any team. And So So now I understand why it's a bit more 
say perhaps yeah. of a business down there and yeah. maybe there's some coaches making money and people doing some things Please. to get on different teams. Yeah. You got any stories from that? Cause I know you coach some minor hockey just while we're on the topic. You got anything? Yeah. Good? <laughs> I coached it. Well, I coach in Kitchener actually. Um, and it is different out there. They it's um, you know, you don't get paid. You just get your travel when you go to a hotel and you like gas stuff. I do know in Toronto when the kids get older to um, closer to the draft year, stuff like that, that there are teams that pay their coaches. Um, and that's just part of having ex pro players or ex people that um, people feel that would help benefit their kid. And you know how crazy it is for parents that just want their kid to be the best and put them in all these things all year round. And like, even when I was a kid, I played baseball and, and lacrosse and soccer in the summer. And then in the winter we play hockey and that's, you know, like that was normal. Now it's not a chance. Like that's your, your hockey full time and parents are dishing out that much money. And so I guess that there's just expecting to, that coaches will have to get paid too and start seeing that more and more, I guess. It, yeah, it's, I'm just dipping into minor hockey and I'm not in anything like that area, but Okay. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, it's okay. I, it no, I was just curious about like that. No, seriously. I was just I curious about it. So now yeah. you can continue. You played okay. for, uh, you were a suitcase like, already. So you, already. Became, you, no, so literally you started as a suitcase of minor hockey 100%. and it continued, never but changed. okay. Carry never on, changed. carry on. Sorry. Um, sorry. Maybe I'm too loyal. <laughs> just a loyal guy. Eh? Just a beauty. Um, yeah, no, so my draft year, actually, my minor midget year, I grew like five and a half inches, and I was absolute dog shit. Like, I was awful. So I actually went and just played, like, double A's because I was like, I can't. Like, I'm not going to these tryouts in AAA. Like, I don't – I'll just go have fun. And so um, I went to go play and had a blast and and, and played well. Um, I then came back for my midget year AAA. And then from there, I went to junior A for the Toronto Thunderbirds. Um, they – disbanded after that first year and then I uh that summer I got my scholarship to UMass Lowell um in an NCAA tournament and uh that's when I went to Brampton Capitals and um we had a couple of really good players actually on the team um and Wyatt Russell was on our team the goalie he's been in some movies now and and stuff like that and uh so I went from there to I was supposed to go to UMass and uh, sorry. Then I went to Milton. So what? Okay. Hold on. You're switching. Yeah. Te- wow, whoa. Whoa. You're going to need, need okay. a pen and paper, right? Eh? No, seriously. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. Ha- okay. How old are you? What are we doing here? Like, so. Oh, I'm whoa. 32. And I'm, I'm well over a team a year, eh? <laughs> in, in my average, in it's close. In junior? In my life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, okay. I'm just trying to keep track and I think the listeners are trying to keep track, but I had lost track. So, um, okay. So you got, I understand. I don't have it up now, (laughs) but everybody can look. Okay. So let's not dive into every team then because wow, I was getting confused. So what basically you were playing tier two junior a or whatever, and you get a scholarship to UMass Lowell. Yeah. 
and and then your play you switch junior A teams. Yeah, and I'd but go you back still have the year. you still have the scholarship. Yeah, I just had to go back one year just to graduate. So I stayed a fifth year so I can graduate, get my marks up to the NCAA, and then um, that's when I was supposed to go to UMass Lowell that summer. And uh, my brother just left Kitchener. He just finished his career with the Rangers. So my parents were living out there and I went skating actually uh, with that 48 hour rule with the Rangers and Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot. And um, it was just that, like, I literally had my car packed and uh, I was just doing it just to skate with them because they had obviously a great team. And, um, and they, before I left, they asked me if I wanted to sign and they were hosting the Memorial Cup that year. So obviously I wanted to, because I didn't really like, I liked the idea of NCAA, but from the stories that I was hearing about, especially bigger guys or guys that like aren't really into like running, it's like they, they would just hold this huge fitness and like they would hold guys back for like not passing a, a sprint test or certain laps and times and stuff. Where and is this? I, well, I, UMass Lowell too, but like just NCAA in general. Are you, this is, this is just a rumor you've heard then, right? Because like, once you have a scholarship, you have a scholarship, you get there. And like, I have a few buddies that they were, if they could have cut them, if they could have let them go and not give them the scholarship, they would have said, see you later, but they had them and we were all together. (laughs) Yeah. But there was, there there was one like where in school, like, you know, like I never, I just never like I never cared about school. Everywhere I went, I was like, I'm going to play pro regardless. So I don't I don't care about this. I'm just here to play to get better and play. And um, a guy that was supposed to go to UMass Lowell before me, Frankie Stegner, um, he went to UMass Lowell before me, but he was pretty high, like highly touted recruit coming to the NCAA. And I remember hearing his like they only play like such little games compared to the O and everything. And they held him out because he couldn't do the five mile run in like a, I probably it was like 35 minutes or something like that. And that was at UMass Lowell too, the year before I was supposed to go there. So um, they held him out. They're pretty big recruit. And I was like, I'm not, I, that was, well, that was one of the reasons that was in my head. Okay. Well, you, you can make any reason why <laughs> you stayed in Kitchener. That's fine. But like, I'm just going to give you an example at Western yeah. Michigan. Um, my senior year, they made just myself and my roommates, uh, they told us, uh, to be on the team or whatever, to get ice time. We had to run two miles in 12 minutes when we got back at the start of the season. Well, Rito came in at a smooth 15 and a half. <laughs> and, uh, I was about 13 and a half. And I think I came closest, but then stretchy was closer to Yachty than me. So there's um, there. They can't just give up. You can't just lose the scholarship. So, but yeah, no, but I, I understand. So, the other thing is though, is there's a bunch of listeners because this thing is global, Dougie. Like we're there's Worldwide, a Mr. Worldwide. No, like it, I, I, there's like my German buddies and everybody are listening. Mm. Like they don't know who your brother is. So can you just explain quickly, like who your brother is? Cause they may not know. He's Dave. <laughs> yeah. So the guy that played uh, for the Leafs, right? Yeah. Yeah. He played, I don't know. It was, it was a long time. He played, played for the devils for I think eight years. 
signed a contract with the Leafs for seven, got injured, and his contract just ended now. So this past past year, last year. So, so is is he healthy though? He's all yeah, good. no, he's good now. Yeah, I know, I know. Like when it originally, like it was hard for, like hard to like golf. I couldn't golf with him. Couldn't do any of that. Now he's back to being able to golf and um, and stuff like that. So. Well, that's good. I, I met him at your wedding and uh, he seemed like a dandy or I, I met him before in like high school, but yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a regular sized human. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure your mother liked him a lot more oh, coming yeah. out than you <laughs> yeah. and your head with the custom sized helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry anyways <laughs> carry on where were we <laughs> I, I don't even know okay here's okay here's my next question that on my notes yeah. okay are you ready because you am. talked about those websites it's uh, like elite prospects i'll shout them out they're nice yeah um you played zero games like in the middle of like junior 2009 to 2011, two hockey yeah. seasons, you played zero games. Yeah. And I know you went to NHL training camps. So how yeah. the hell does that happen? So I went, um, um, when I was done in the OHL, I went to, uh, um, I went to junior for my last year for junior A. A buddy of mine was, he was getting his first junior A coaching job. And I was supposed to go out east and play, like just my last year junior, have fun. And back then you could make money and just enjoy living out east. And uh, I told him if he if he needed me, like I'd I'd be there. And he, I think I think we had like fourteen rookies or something. So um, I I stayed in Vaughn for the Vaughn Vipers and played uh, played for Forge. Um, great guy, great coach. Um, and then <laughs> that was it was actually funny because. I was living, my cousin was working on the team too. And uh, so we're living at his house, at our coach's house, um, just so we can play like for the year and my cousin go to high school and everything. And I think it was like, it must've been December, maybe late November, early December. My brother called me. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh, and I was doing well that year, but I was 20 and I didn't really fight much guys wouldn't really fight, but um, I, I had a lot of points going that year. And I was, I think I was top two or three in the league. And, my brother's like, hey, you probably better get in shape, eh? Like, there's like the devils are coming down. This is when he was with the devils, and like, there's teams like they're gonna come watch you. And I just remember slamming chocolate bars, slamming Call of Duty, like just I'm in no shape to like be going. And I just was like kind of done, whatever. Chocolate and, bars uh, and Call of Duty. Oh, slamming. So this is after you left the OHL, OHL. to go back to it was my last to- year go back to like major junior, junior right. or whatever yeah. oh, or not major junior, go back to normal to tier two. two. Yeah. And then you started just letting yourself just, go. Oh yeah, It didn't work out. And, and I was like the older guy in the team. We were supposed to be very good. We made the playoffs and, but you we, had two years before that. You just didn't play. When no, was that? this was after. Yeah, this was after. So I finished in, in Kitchener. I got traded to Erie, but then I went to Vaughn my last year. When, when did 20, when were the two years you didn't play? When I was twenty one, it was the following season after my last year junior. I don't know the year, two thousand, maybe two thousand nine. But 
I went to, um, so I started actually like trying to, cause I you brought up camps. I started like actually working out and whatever. And I went to New Jersey's rookie camp that year after that season, my last year. So I was 20, I was done in junior. And, uh, I still had my package from Kitchener because I had my scholarship at UMass old. I left and, um, I went to the New Jersey camp and, uh, and Lou Lamarillo, like one of the nicest people, I think best GM, best hockey mind. He, um, he said to me like, listen, we'll sign you if you want to like an East coast American league, whatever. Uh, but like take your schooling, you know, if you want, just come back and, you know, and you know, me, I was lanky. And so I decided to do that. And I went out East to Acadia university, um, and straight up told the coach, I'm just here to play. I don't, I don't care about a degree or anything. I just want to play, get better. And for a couple of years and go back and sign. And that wasn't in the cards. They apparently like to do things differently, where they play the older guys and, and that's how they did it. So I left and came home in October of that year. And I just worked construction. Um, the following summer, I transferred to Nipissing and because of the eligibility, they make you sit out a year. So I had to sit out that next year in Nipissing. So it's two years then you're out. That was a full two years. And then I finally, my last year in Nipissing, I played and then I went pro after that. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah. It was after, it was the two years after junior. And then I played one year college and then went to, to Toledo. So you never came close to finishing school. You just went to get a couple classes. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you went pro to Toledo. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's see here. So I guess, <clears throat> what NHL camp did you go to though? Because I remember you fighting like against the Leafs, like that was Philly. And when's that happen? That was after the Toledo year, after my first year in the coast. Okay, so then uh, how does that first year in the coast go then? And uh, like, what type of role do you play in Toledo to get? into an NHL training camp the next year. And how old are you by this point? Like, geez, you took two years off. Like, and you went to Canadian university for a couple of years. Like what's going on here? Like I never even got close to an NHL. Oh, I went to an NHL training camp. They never let me play with the real players. They made me play with the, the like the recent draft picks. And then they made me go home after 48 hours. We're like, so um, you got, <laughs> yeah, just tell me the story. Oh. The, uh, well, the funny thing with camps is like when I went to the New Jersey one when I was 20, I remember showing up there and like I said, my brother's on the team and in the paper was a picture of me in practice. And the good thing with New Jersey, well, I liked it at the time was that I had buddies going like the Islanders and Rangers camp and they were like texting me like, buddy, we're running like five miles in the morning, bag skating afternoon, running 10 miles a night, like nothing. We're in New Jersey, like going to walking down the street to Whole Foods, cooking up. We had like a practice a day. We had a game a day. Like that was it. There was no like anything crazy, whatever. And I just remember going to going there. And this was before, I think this was a year or two before they did the visor rule. So they're like, do you want to wear? I'm like, no, I'm not wearing a visor. So I show up to New Jersey's camp. I have no visor. I have a big Reebok Bucky on. Okay. And I get the old Sherwood classics, the white shoulder pads. And I'm standing in line at this drill. And I just look like a complete meathead. Like just this guy, he doesn't play hockey. He's just out there to fight everybody. 
and there's a picture of me in the paper saying like Dave Clarkson's brothers here at camp like blah, blah, blah and they're doing this thing I look like such an idiot and I remember my brother called me he's like you look like a, like you look like a meathead you're just like you look like a donkey out there um <laughs> yeah that one was funny um but and I honestly I played a lot of great places you know Cardiff was amazing uh Toledo was spectacular brand new rink Oh, so you were in the new rink. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. So you're too young for the. I heard, for, I heard the oh. story, the horrors of the other one. Oh my, the horrors. I tell you, it was like, that was when hockey was hockey, man. Yeah. I like that was when I, I miss when arenas had personality, man. Like when there were different, they all look the same. Now they're all the same. And oh, yeah. there's people in some seats, maybe sometimes, Man, back in the day when there were people like hanging from the rafters and there was like crooks in the boards and like you needed to know where it had to go. Like that was real hockey, man. That yeah. was like, I don't know. I miss the old arenas in Germany too, but sorry, I'm getting carried away. Go <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, no, yeah, like I said, brand new rinks fans. We sold out every night. Um, the only shitty thing was, was that year. Actually, it was Adam Keefe who was the one that kind of – got me there um i was supposed to leave college early and go sign in uh in texas would he do and, the uh, podcast what would he do the podcast Kiefer, yeah 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 put a good word for yeah. me hey eh, big guy <laughs> yeah i've met him before he did he got, yeah he yeah. would all right um todd yeah, won't. He's, todd's to... a wuss go ahead <laughs> um yeah so i was supposed to go down to texas the, the in college at the end of the year uh, for their playoff run and stuff. And I'm just like, I heard great things about there, but I loved going to Toledo as my first one because um, it was such a good, like the downtown, there's not much to it. They're trying to rebuild everything, but the fans were amazing. This rink, the way we were treated, the staff, the coach, it was, it was a perfect way to start my pro career. Uh, the only shitty thing was, it was a lockout. So we, and we were split between the Chicago and Detroit. So we had like, first rounders on our team from both teams we had like it was and i've for the longest time they, they extended the the roster size because of the lockout and i'm just sitting there and for the games i was getting healthy scratch i was like i'm fucking done like i'm from canadian university they have guys on here that scored 30 goals last year in this league like sitting beside me like i'm fucking done and luckily when it ended guys went back guys went back to the american league and hey remember what you said about the f-bombs you told me you were gonna oh, try and sorry. stop Hey, 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 earmuffs. I'm already earmuffs. wearing them though. I'm already yeah. wearing them. It's okay. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid. No, I'm already wearing them. It's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah, I love Toledo. It was a great spot. Great group of guys. That's where I play. I, jo I played Joey Martin there first. That's where I met him. Oh, um, the goat. Yeah. The goat, the man. Yeah. He's coming uh, on next week, folks. He's coming on next week. You know, get ready folks. The goat. Which I will be listening goat. to attentively. <laughs> yeah. The Welsh Norwegian goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, Toledo's awesome. And yeah, it was a great group of guys, great, great rank, great fans, treated amazing. So yeah, it was fun there for my first year. No, I could tell how passionate the fans were when I played against them um, back in the old barn. Um, all right. So then, so you played decently there during the lockout when you got into it. But basically, when you got into the games, 
you weren't really expected to score much. I assume if you were into an NHL training camp and you're getting healthy scratched in the coast that first year and you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, and, and I think it was just because of the fact that it was, um, like the end of the year, um, where I was playing better than I got traded to Trenton and we were dead last, uh, great coach, Vinny, great guy but terrible organization. I showed up there and I played, I, I, I remember Nagy, uh, this guy Nagy from junior, but, and I was living with him at, at the house, but I showed up there it was, I think my first day at practice, I showed up, I was in the hotel the first night, go to practice. After that, I go back to where the boys are living. And it's, it's just like, um, like maybe 10 different, almost townhouses, like three story, six apartment buildings. I know, like, I know, I know the East Coast living. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, I show up there and I show up to Nags' door and like I got my stuff with me and I'm knocking on it. And there's a, an eviction notice. I was like, what? I, I literally haven't been here for a day. And I on on and what I'm, team? On Trenton. And I was like, okay. What, which like, Nagy uh, are we talking about? Corey Nagy? Yeah. Really? The one that's in the is he is he lines in the NFL or NHL right now? Um, his brother um, actually got me in shape after Germany to go to Denmark. Um, his brother was a trainer in yeah, Waterloo. He's a trainer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and his brother yeah, was still playing there. in the coast at the time, and he was just yeah. completely jacked. And I would try and work out with these fellas when I'd been hanging out in Germany for a few <laughs> years, and uh, holy moly, I could not keep up with those boys. But they they whipped me into shape that summer, so that was nice of them. But the, yeah. yeah, anyways, sorry. So yeah, we're talking with the same guy. So go yeah, ahead. Corey, yeah, Corey Nagy, who's there. And I think he's, I think he's my age or he's, well, anyways, we're close because I remember him. But the, uh, yeah, I showed up and there was eviction. I was like, what the, what the fuck am I into here? Sorry, F-bomb. And I was what? like, dude, I was like, two in a row. I was like, man, like, I don't know what, what I'm into here. Like, we're getting evicted. I'm not even here yet. And luckily there's only like, I think a month or two left in the season. So, um, I went there and played ball. I played a lot, um, ended up like breaking my hand and tearing some, some ligaments and a fight and everything. But, uh, that was another one that I liked, like, we didn't get many fans. We had a big, we had, I think they built that rink, like the devils built it. So it was like actually like a mini NHL rink and we got no fans. We were terrible too. And Trenton's not the best city. So we didn't get a lot of fans, obviously. Um, and that summer, I got offered American League contracts by the Leafs, uh, who my brother just signed with, and Philly. Um, they offered me an American League deal. And uh, obviously, I wanted the Leafs because from Memico and being a Leafer and uh, all that. But um, my agent and Cool Heads prevailed on his guidance that uh, I signed with Philly. And, and I still remember like Ron Hextall calling me. I, walk in, I was walking down the street with my dad, actually going for lunch at a pub. And uh, and Ron Hextall called me. I told my dad, I was like, Ron Hextall just called me. And he was like, holy, he's like, he was all jacked up too. Eh? But it was cool. And honestly, I loved like Peter Laviolette is one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he's super great coach, super hockey smart, but just a really good person. Um, and I got to go to camp there and uh, just, they were low on numbers. And I ended up being one of the last guys there to be cut. And that's why I got to, to play against the Leafs in the exhibition and, from that video you saw in 
and scored and fought. And so you man, scored, good. you scored in the game too. Right, right before I fought, I, I fought right after, right after I scored at the faceoff. Yeah. In the preseason game. So, well, I guess uh, we're going to have to have a celebratory uh, cheers. Um, Cause this is, I think we're about 50 seasons into professional hockey and this is the closest we've got to an nhl game so <laughs> cheers buddy <laughs> cheers, <pal. laughs> uh no but uh scott foster came on or oh, yeah. his uh his gal told me that he might come on he's a little reluctant yeah. uh, but uh that'll be my first ever nhl um athlete Oh yeah. Uh, on the podcast. Uh he was my college roommate. So, anyways, where were we again? Uh with when I was with a campus with uh Philly. Right. So then they, so then you get to play that game, you yeah. score a goal and fight. Yeah. And that was in Toronto. Yeah. With the team that wanted to kind of sign you too. Yeah, yeah, they offered me an American League deal. Yeah, they both did, and just happened to be the first game of the year in their preseason games. So then uh, you get sent down. So does that season go all right then? No, it was terrible. Perfect. Um, <laughs> the uh, we were in Adirond in Glens Falls, New York, small town. I liked it. It was nice, small, super, super Canadians because it's pretty far north. It's you know north of Albany. Um, but, um, there was just, I came down and right away it was, what was it? A lineup wasn't, was anything. And, uh, a lot of the year I practiced like the forward, everything like that. The games I did get in, I just fought and I loved like the boys were great. The coaches were great. It wasn't anything with any of that. It was just, was, they had a lot of draft picks. They had a lot of good players and, um, we went actually like it, it got to a point where that the graph rep came and there was like, I think three guys on the team that were graph. And I just walked up to him one day, like halfway through the year. And I was like, Hey, uh, I'm going to switch. Cause my, like my dogs were barking after bag skating. I practice bag skate at the end, do everything. And it was fun. But like my dog, I just had to go to like heavy comfy boots just cause I was dying. Like my feet were toast, man. But I was Did not. You say your pounds. dogs were barking. Like yeah, my feet, my feet were sore. You never heard of that? You're from Elmira. Well, I don't know if that's the saying in Elmira, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but like, okay. Um. So. <laughs> So how do we get from there to Cardiff? Because I want to get to Cardiff pretty soon because we got to talk. That's to... it. We're there. We're there at Cardiff. Is that is that after that? Yeah, I went to um after that year, I uh, I just didn't want to I was pretty much done with um with I, at that time I was I think it was 20, 26 maybe. And I was just I was done. Like I couldn't I knew there was no getting to the NHL like you know, as a regular and stuff like that. So um, I was tired of just doing the grind of the coast in the American league and didn't want to do that much longer. So I figured I'd try and go to, go to the UK and, and again, Kiefer, um, you know, knew Todd and uh, spoke to some teams and spoke to Cardiff and uh, 
and next thing you know, I was flying out to Cardiff and bringing Joey with me. Yeah. So you guys do each other before then? Yeah. When we were in Toledo, we played. And then um, when actually I signed in Cardiff and I remember Lordo uh, calling me and asking me because he was still, he was, he was looking at this other guy too. And then, but he, he wanted Joey, but he was looking at this other guy and he didn't know about another player. And um, I just told him like, Joey's, Joey's Joey's, you know, he's going to be the best player on your team. He's a great guy. Just, He's always like cool, calm. He's always the guy. And so I was like, you got to take Joe. Like he, if you're, I know you're not having doubts, but Joey's going to change, change teams, change everything. So, um, but at the next, you know, we're on a flight together with, with you and veering the flight to one side because I'm so big and heavy in my big head, but. <laughs> I'm surprised the pilot could land her with that head on that side of the plane, but <laughs> to do some, he had to get some winds, eh? Like pretend like there was winds coming out of one side. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they got, they got, they got things to <laughs> avoid that. But <laughs> anyways, um, so in that season though, like, like, did you have a better year of hockey? Because I know I haven't. That was my favorite year of hockey, and I've had some good ones. But, um, like, maybe you didn't play as much as me, but I don't think I played much either. Um, I thought that was the closest team I was on, the best group of guys I was with, and uh, the best fans I ever played for. 100%. And, uh, and it is it – is- crazy because and i know i've i've even with pigs was on here too like that first year was like it was such craziness of like maybe guys knowing each other the odd time but like we don't know each other you know and we just all come and we're all canadians and we all just you know then next thing you know we're starting to win and we should have won the league that year realistically um but just yeah that group that it was amazing, man. Like from Lordo to Todd to the players, like every guy was was so amazing, and the fans were great. That rink, the barn, like the big blue tent, like that. I used to get like, remember I used to like punch like the like the overhead were like gloves, and like I used to get so jacked. Like that was probably the most jacked I've gotten in games. Oh, I I, re- I remember you could hear their feet stomping above oh, yeah. you. It like and, There'd be like dust coming from like the... <laughs> yeah, like there was like Junior B, like where you think there's like, you're finally like, wow, there's fans, like they're loud, right? And then you get to pro and like they're loud. And Germany was crazy. Like Germany was crazy. I'm not going to get into that. But the big blue tent, man, like... The way they stomped above your head with your oh, yeah. in the locker room, you're like, are they actually gonna follow <laughs> us? Because we're at a circus tent. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a big thing because we're like, this could fall apart. Like this isn't structurally sound. I don't think this is a structurally sound building. They could come through here right now. They're so loud. Um, but the other thing though about that team was like you'd have Joey Martin on a line, and then you'd have what was it like Haddad and Cully on a line. Yeah. And then you'd have us on a line with Matthew Myers. And like, we could just start rolling on teams where they never got out of their end. And the, the fans 
would be so loud, like, and we would just start like literally they wouldn't even get out of their end. And it was like, it was like, it was like a festival of hockey and the fans are cheering. and It was nuts. Wasn't it? It was. And like, I like, that's probably the only time I remember too. like even watching hockey now, like you see a shift from like the offense is changing. Like, fuck, that's a, that's a long shift. Like they're working the boys. Like that was often for our team. Like there was often times where we'd literally have full possession and guys would just all the one at a time change offensive zone, go back in and, yeah, it was it was so so much fun and on the offense and the defense, like we had it was such a great, great group, great talent, great oh it was good, man. Oh I, and I I think it all was yeah, the owners, Todd, like everybody, I can't shout them out enough just based oh, yeah. on that year and then how I was treated after I got hurt. But uh yeah, they get enough publicity from this because I wore their hat since the, I got this new hat today. Um, but anyways, now I want, I prepped you for this. So you got to choose. It could be one or all three. I want either a Carl Hendo or D story right now. Oh, I've got to go Carl. Um, well, there's a lot of Carl stories. I'll, I'll let Carl tell you other ones or other people, but um, the one was in Belfast. We played him for, uh, remember the Challenge Cup one we played? Remember we got tossed for spearing? In the Challenge Cup? Yeah, like I got a five-minute major for spearing with like four minutes left, and they almost tied it up in Belfast. And the, the reflection, it was, they re, the league reviewed it and suspended me for the reflection. Yeah. So... That game, no, it was a four-minute penalty, but there was like three minutes, whatever. But we were up a goal. And I think it was the first leg of the Challenge Cup, too. And after, luckily, Hold on, hold out. on. You're going to have to say what a first leg is, because, like, this is global, man. Nobody knows what a first leg is. Well, it's the, uh, like, first game of a two-game series, like in soccer, football. You do a two-game. Yeah. Um, so I'm, we're up 5-4. And they get this penalty, stupid idiot and ref. Um, and I'm like in the room and I'm like rattled. And I, I'm upset with myself just because of the boys. And at this point in your career too, like you come to Europe, like do you really give a shit like that much? Like on that team, I feel like we all did. And sure like did. I did that day. Like I was so rattled with myself. So I'm like sitting there in the room and I'm, I come out to the, I remember coming out to that, like to the walkout. I'm looking at the clock and the buzzer goes, I'm losing, like I'm loving it. And I remember talking to them, I was like, boys, sorry, like I messed up, whatever. And this and that. And I remember like the boys were like, we're just going to the pub after. And I'm like, no, nah, like I'm not going, like I'm rattled. Right. And I remember, I don't know who it was, it was Joe or, or chef or something, but they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like come out. And, and I was, I was roommates with Richie actually. He's like, yeah, like, you know, come out. And I'm like, no, no, like, I'm good. Like, I didn't want to go out at all because I was so rattled, like, upset with myself. And next thing you know, I see, uh, uh, I see Carl. And Carl's like, Dougie, he's like, I'm not going out. So, you know, after we have some drinks in the room, I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going out. Like, you can have, like, you know, I didn't bring pants or anything either, right? So he let me his jeans. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, Carl, where are your jeans? So I finally go to the bar. You're wearing like, Carl's jeans. jeans. Little... <laughs> yeah. They're a little short, right? And I'm like, I get to the bar, <laughs> I'm talking, talk, and Lordo, Lordo's there, and, and like, I'm kind of rattled by myself. Like, 
and just, like just at the pub, right? Like the boys are just there. I'm just kind of by myself. And Laura comes up to me. He's like, "Buddy, like what's wrong? Like this and that. Like start to fall." Blah blah blah. Next thing you know, I'm like, "Okay, like thanks, Laura." So like grab another beer and I look up, and there's Carl with his track pants on, his red track pants on at the bar. He's ordering a beer. And I was like, Carl, I like I think he was just staying in or like whatever, like watching a movie. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, I decided like they twisted my arm, like I had to come out. And I'm like, well, I got your pants on. Like, that's why I didn't wear my red my red pants out. Oh, Carl. Yeah, there's a lot of Carl good ones. So so he was nice enough to give Let you his to give you his pants, which would Go not have fit. Because no. I've seen your legs and his legs. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had some butt crack out the top for sure. Yeah, I had his uh, jeans on in the bar, and he walked in with his tracksuit, red tracksuit pants on. So, like, could you get those jeans off after? Yeah, like, the waist wasn't that bad. It was the length. You know what I mean? Sure, right. Yeah, sure. Okay. You're, <laughs> sure. I just, I don't see you fitting in Carl's <laughs> pants in any way. I At just... this time, I'm 245, 255, maybe. Maybe 250. We're not, I'm 300 now. We're not 300 <laughs> back then. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just spat on myself. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> jeepers, creepers. Um, I, there, there's a few, a couple other things after Cardiff, but I mean, like we had so much fun in Cardiff, man. Like for you to still be one of my best friends and I never get to see you hardly anymore. Um, but you are one of the ones that are close enough to at least come visit me and you have, which mm -hmm. means a lot like that year in Cardiff, man. Like I'm not joking. It's like, it's like 10 of my best buddies in the world are all on this from the same team. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah that year, like you said, yeah, I played on great teams, great guys. I never really played with somebody I didn't like, but um, on that team, like that year was fully everybody bought in. Nobody was a dick. Like everybody battled. Everybody liked to have fun. Like we do a lot of team stuff. Like go just go for drinks, go for lunches, like stuff like that. Like it was just it was next level, man. And it is good. Like yeah. You live not so far, so luckily we're still able to see each other when the COVID ends. But well, the, like the difference for me was I had been in Germany. Were there at the start of my career? I had some guys that helped me get in with the German guys, and like everybody was together, and we were a team, and we would win. And then those German guys weren't on the team anymore. So then all of a sudden we didn't have the people that brought the two together. Yeah. And then when I finally, so then I went to Denmark, it's kind of the same thing. It was okay, but we won the championship, right? It was all good. I just wasn't asked back, I guess it was yeah. all fine, but I got to Cardiff and we were just one man. We were yeah. just like, we were, I've never been on a team where you were just like one and yeah. like I had my kids over there and I'd be, I'd be getting off the ice and they'd be throwing the, me presents to give to the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was good. It was, and even just like for doing that stuff, like on the ice too, or off ice doing like lunch, like going for movies, whatever it was with like with the wives and stuff like that. Like I would not feel any different going to a movie with like you or like Marty or Chef or Cully or Hendo. Like it would be the exact same. Like we were all just like one thing like everybody's just like yeah let's go let's, like you want to do that like there was no uncomfortableness no it was so weird like it was almost too good it was like weird like looking back now it, it is weird because like they bought that team and had six weeks to put together a team and they literally put together of like a group of like kind of misfits right like yeah 100%. like you were the suitcase like since the time you were four years old trying exactly. to whatever you were doing i don't know yeah. what you were doing but um <clears throat> then like somehow the goat shows up right and then i'm at the end of my career i don't give a shit if i'm on the second third line first line fourth line oh, i just want my mba i want my kids to be happy and i want everybody on the team to be happy and i want to win and then you got Hendo fighting everybody. You yeah. got Lordo trying so hard to be the best coach he can be, the best player he can be. And he's oh, trying, yeah. as a player, he's trying so hard to make the team win. Like he was trying so hard that everybody else on the team was like, have you ever seen anybody try that yeah. hard at hockey? Oh yeah. It can make me think like, do I need like, this guy's this how this how this guy works. Like I need to work harder here. I thought I was coming here for like a laugh for like the boys, have some fun. Like, yeah, no, it was it was uh it was a blast, man. And even just like just afterwards, just like going to going with the fit, like and it's I know it's different now in the new rink and and maybe even now just in general, but the like just going like just down to the bar there, like the big at the BBT, like just for drinks was like nothing like that was I like that. You know, you go, you say hi to some fans, you have a laugh, and you're slamming drinks, and it was just so like easy. Well, almost. that that was my night out, right? Like that yeah. was with the kids. Like that was my night out. Like going down after the game, we would sit in the room, and we there would be times they'd be kicking us out of our room because we didn't want to leave, and they'd say you have to go drink with the fans. Well, the fans would stay as late as we wanted to stay, oh, yeah. and by the time they were done, I'd be like, okay, like my night's over. The rest of the team would go out and I'd go home to bed because of the kids. And my night out was the BBT and it was so much fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And uh, it was funny too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Marty and I on Mondays used to do the old uh, uh, executive workout, we'd call it, the pool. We'd just go in like quick sauna, quick little... Uh, elliptical and and leave but um, sorry sorry you did an elliptical on a monday just a, yeah monday morning joey like we had the day off and we were done the sunday right so jimmy and i or uh marty and i would go and have the old executive sweat out well that's yeah no you guys saw that theme and i never got in the elliptical on mondays but that's good for you guys um, in class and bettering yourself <laughs> yeah i guess that's right um okay so anything else you got to say about cardiff before we move on uh no just it's like you said it's it was the best place i've played 
for total, for fans, for the boys, everything had a blast there. Great rink. Uh, probably, probably the most fun playing there. Just the same reasons with the guys. I was scoring. I was playing well and fighting. And um, and I was. I, I just wish I could have played longer there. But that's that. Uh, that's in the past now. So. And I knew how bad you wanted to stay. I knew how bad I wanted you to stay. Um, I guess it's like any organization, you know, you get into the business world and all that crap. Um, There's somebody that makes the decisions of who Mm -hmm. is what, and uh, they made that decision, right? And uh, that they could upgrade at that position. I personally if they wanted me to be on the third line (laughs) next year they like that's what they wanted me to be on I wanted you and Matthew Myers like that's who I wanted I wanted Matthew Myers to go to the net and I wanted you to be able to pass shoot beat anybody (laughs) up that was around me and um Matthew Myers would be standing in front of the goalie like that's what works oh yeah yeah that was good I and I love Mizey, like such a great guy. And <laughs> well, even now too, he's you know obviously doing great um, since then too, since playing with him. But he, uh, I still remember like I, I'd always love showing up early to the rink in Cardiff, and like I, I did it everywhere I went. I always showed up early and have a chew and like just relax. And when you're in a coast in American League, you're, like you're watching highlights and having a coffee and chew. And but I'm sitting there in Cardiff and I'm just and Lordo's always there right too that year and I remember Mizey showing up every in like the first couple weeks I was like okay it's maybe whatever but this went on for like months and finally I'm like like Mizey's like what are you doing and he'd show up every morning in the back room there in the change room with fresh hard-boiled eggs (laughs) and mackerel (laughs) and it would reek and there's like two, I'm like, why can't you go eat that like out in the rink area? Like there's we're in a small little uh like a trailer here. Like this is how small this room is. You're slamming a mackerel and hard hard boiled eggs. What are you doing? It stinks, man. Some microwaves there's a little micro D's has some microwave out for him. And oh man, you, so I had to you, sit up like what do you, what do you microwave? What do you microwave? What do you microwave? Microwave his mackerel. You microwave mackerel? He would microwave his mackerel or his <laughs> eggs or both. I don't know. I had to get over there. I was sitting up in the, I had to go like run up to the seats, man. Okay. So hold on. This is before any of us get to the rig. Yeah. This is like 8 a.m. And there's Lordo in there doing stuff. I show up just because I like hanging out there and relaxing. And Mizey walks in with his work clothes on and slamming mackerel and eggs. Um, like hand bombing it too. I knew that he ate stinky stuff. That's about all I knew because I wasn't there like that early, but yeah. uh, it was gross. <laughs> do, you, do you remember or no, you didn't sign for the next year. Uh, the next year after that season when like we were all just being beauties and daddies and we were all just living. <laughs> going into the next season 
Lordo sends us an email of Richie's diet of what he had ate in the last seven days. And of Mark Richardson? Yeah. Yeah. If I would have ate that the last seven days, what did I would I don't I can't even remember what it was. Like it was like I only eat I only put this oil in because it cooks at this temperature and I only eat this because of this and I only eat that because of that. Really? And, I was like, and I was like, I'll pretty well just eat whatever somebody gives me. Like, yeah. And maybe that's why they're all still playing. eh? Maybe. Huh. That, that could be it. Um, okay. the, and oh, that's another thing too, Richie. What? great hockey phenomenal hockey player first of all but such a great guy quiet whatever but and i roomed with him on the road and i remember my very first trip and we're like <laughs> we walk into the room and i'm like it's i think you got the wrong room richie like this this is a double like i'm, I'm not fitting on this bed <laughs> he's like no that's how they are I'm like what and i'm like just curl up in this like ball trying to fit on this bed and then I think it was another, because we played Belfast like 12 times that year, but another one at Belfast too. And I went to bed with like, I'm laying on the bed and I'm like, I got my iPad and I'm, I got those Cadbury buttons and I'm like, I'm eating the buttons and I fall asleep, <laughs> right? Like when we were, we'd have pipes before we go to bed <laughs> and I fall asleep, like I fall asleep. I was like, I wake up in the morning and we go out for Richie's alarm. <laughs> Richie's alarm's going off, and I'm like, we're going for breakfast, and he always went down early, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, just give me another whatever. So I slowly get out of bed, I go to the bathroom, and there's like brown, like I'm talking chest to like kneecap, and I'm like, oh my god, what, what happened last night? Like I had two beers, like what's, what's going on here? I look in the bed, there's brown everywhere, and I just see this empty buttons, Cadbury buttons bag. I'm like, oh my thank god, it just melted the chocolate just ended up down my side and melted all night richie was dying he couldn't believe it <laughs> oh dear uh no like uh sorry we got to focus up here though i don't know how long we've been going but uh um, the one thing i would say though is uh like every time a game was over, right? Like I'm at my stage of my career and you're at your stage of your career. You know what? I think chef might've turned a page since he was with us. He was my, my roommate. I think I dragged him into some deep water that he didn't <laughs> want to be a part of. Um, but uh, I uh, think he's improved since me and that's why he's still relevant. So good for him. And, uh, and, and, and chef, Chef, I'll have a cook-off with you anytime. Um, no doubt. Um, I know you look good on Instagram, but bring the noise. Um, <laughs> anyways, where were we? Um, um, oh, just, oh just, sorry. So Joey mate. was my roommate, and you would come over, and we would have, like, room service, bring yeah. up, like, 10 beers. And we would each have three beers so we could go to sleep at night when we'd be oh, up yeah. in Scotland or whatever. And uh, like, we'd finish a game and like to fall asleep after a game, you need like oh, yeah. 
a beer or two or else like you're going to be awake all night thinking about like the play you could have made the exactly whatever the punch you shouldn't have eaten the um and it's funny too because even like richie i i do remember that like i'd go in there and and then i'd come back with richie and richie would always we'd have, we'd just have a couple of guinnesses like because he'd like guinness due to fall asleep but even the first couple of times too i'm like hearing him and he's like he's got his phone like sideways like this and he's like there he's like mm. and i'm like what are you doing and he's just we would literally just sit there have a couple of guesses play video games on our phones ipads um and just have a laugh but what a great guy one of the nicest people i think i've ever met such a good dude hundred percent one of the best people i've ever met um yeah. would not hurt a fly but would eat a puck for any teammate and would do anything to win a championship. Um, He literally would do anything for anybody, but would not ask for anything in return. Yeah. That's Richie. Yeah. Phenomenal human. How did we get into this? I don't know. Well, no, you're saying something about, uh, about roommates and chef. Oh, well, and sorry to chef. For trying to steer him down the wrong path. Um, I understand hockey's changed. <laughs> and uh, Joey, if you ever hear this, because I know you're busy playing in the coast, you might be on some long road trips and need a podcast. Who knows, right? You never know. But I'm sorry for trying to lead you down the wrong path. <laughs> you needed protein shakes. You needed ice tubs. You needed the foam roller. You needed the lacrosse ball. You need all that. You need the bike. Uh, He always had good hair. I believe you have to stretch too, because um, (laughs) if you don't, then you feel like me now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. (laughs) I still remember too, like when uh, one of the first times he went over to, to chef's apartment and he's like, he made the, like I think I think there was like I don't know like a couple of couples there anyways, and uh, he he opens the door in this like this full cooking apron, and I'm like, what? And he's like, how do you like your uh, how do you like your guac? I'm like, what? He's like, you like it hot, medium, mild? I was like, I don't know, <laughs> chef. You make it medium, maybe mild. I don't. I'm not good with hot and everything, but that was one of the funniest like. Just the way he is too. Like it's just no big deal for him. It's normal. It's like, well, what, what do you like? Just in a, it was like a red, red uh, cooking apron. I, I killed. I I won't lie to you though. Uh, I loved being his roommate. I really did. Like, and the next year, we were supposed to be roommates again, and we vibed man like he was always in a good mood he was mm-hmm. always in the good mood and oh, i yeah. was always in a good mood and yeah he was a great roommate and a great dude and i'm happy to see he's now the uh the captain rabbit or whatever for lordo's squad there where did you see that no he's the captain of lordo's really? team in the coast nice the swamp rabbits that's right. He's the captain yeah. swamp rabbit. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Good. yeah. Lord, Lord was, he's, he's good for that. Good for the smart. Loves it. Works hard. <laughs> loves the game. 
loves the game. <laughs> okay, here we go. So after Cardiff, what happens to you? Because um, we already know we went to Gazo after you played in Dundee, which yep. um, so. I guess we could get into Dundee a bit if you want. I think that my favorite part about Dundee is that the Cardiff Devils fans call it Dundee drunk. And every time the fan bus is going to Dundee, the whole bus gets Dundee drunk, which means you're going, you're going to the arena with the curling rink still on the ice and you're mailing in for a game. You're having a game, and you played there for a full year, eh? Yeah, it was. Uh, I loved it there. Like I said, like my dad's from from Edinburgh, from Leith, and uh, we always visit when we were kids, and got family in Scotland, Ireland, and loved it. And as you know, playing there too is awesome. Fife and Edinburgh and Dundee, just the fans are amazing, um, and I loved it. And it was. It honestly was very similar to Cardiff when I got there. It was all new guys. Everybody was great, like beauties, the, the boys on the team, um, the coach, uh, Mark Lefebvre, um, great guy, great coach. Um, and at the start of the year, too, we were, it, was, it, it was scary how much – I remember texting Marty, too, and being like, this is weird, like, because we were at the top of the conference for, like, two, three months. And – um, I think it was right before Christmas, like right or just after the end of November. Um, I don't know what changed with ownership or management and how they wanted things to be done, but there was a big shift in, um, in how we operated as, you know, we'd go to the, to the pub, we'd go to the casino with the boys after games and stuff, and, and Mark, our coach, would come with us, and just he was one of the guys because he's, he's a young guy too. And he just finished playing not long ago and, um, and things, I don't know what it was, but things changed and just went downhill like south quick. And if we could have sustained the winning that we were doing at the start of the year, probably not, but there was still, um, there were still like the fans were great in Dundee. Uh, the rink was good. Uh, you know, the room, like our training staff was great and, I, we had a really good time there. Like we had a um, we had a nice place there in the cold eye, and I loved it. And just being in Scotland was nice. My parents would come visit and uh, and stuff like that. And but yeah, it was it was fun. And like I said, it was it was starting to remind me a bit of Cardiff with the guys and the the guys never changed. Their attitudes and everything was always amazing, and it was a ton of fun. But just wish we could have done something better with the year. But yeah, it was it was awesome. I had a blast. Well, you know, that's good, man, because, like, <clears throat> listening to you talk about the year at Cardiff, listening to me talk about it, listening to Hendo talk about it, listening to Todd talk about it, listening to everybody talk about it, uh, everybody is like, well, like, it was good, but it wasn't like that year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? 100%. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, like it's, it's different now with the rate and the BBT was outrageous and unfortunately new fans and players are going to, going to get to experience that. But um, like I said, it is, it's, it's such a miles, like uh, such a bar, such a high bar. And I'm a huge believer in that. Like it's just literally being 
a normal person being one of the boys having a laugh hanging out not being a dick having fun stuff like that like everybody gets along the wives got along like kids were all like it was just it was such a perfect mix and I think it would have been a great mix anyways but I think like Todd and Lordo and the new owners like like they loved that you know like I, they, uh, they came out like they they enforced that almost like they loved hearing that they loved to be a part of that too not just you know can I talk now no um, so what I was gonna say was yeah no I no like I just whew, you hit a nerve there um like in my opinion and in the places I've been you need a leader. You need a guy that's like a real leader. Um, you need good people, right? After yeah. that, you need good people. Exactly. And uh, Lordo was a leader. Todd was a leader. Um, Marshy was a leader. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a bunch of leaders. But everybody else was like a really good person that yeah. was like the biggest thing was that yeah. like nowadays when you think about looking back on hockey like that's like the only year that really clicks right like yeah. that's what i think of it was that year and yeah, those people yeah yeah and that's and like i said like that's you can have even now, like for any league, any whatever, any sport. I think it is the biggest thing is guys and girls, whatever the sport is, if it's guys or girls, but just being nice, being good people, working hard, having fun. Like that's going to get you a lot farther than just having guys and girls that are good at things and good at sports and talented. And like we had talent on our team, there's no doubt, but we we were all, like you said, misfits and just a bunch of great guys that were led by great guys and new owners were great guys. And, and uh, you know, just, it was such a good mix, a huge mash of perfect. It was. And like I, what I would say about like our, my last guest, Barrett Eggett, who was born with a club foot and who gets no chance out of college because he didn't, have an ankle the same size as the other one and he didn't have that giddy up and like he was he had more character and I tell you if you put him on that team it we could have even done more but like mm -hmm. like you gotta get guys with character like it's not about how fast like it's like the football uh what's it called the uh, What's the football thing called? What? Where, where like they're doing the, before the draft. Oh, the combine. Yeah. The combine. Yeah. They literally only draft them based on how they do in the combine. Yeah. And that's where hockey's going and you need yeah. character. You need, 100%. you need character. Yep. And, and, uh, and like I said, even when, when I went to New Jersey's camp, when I was 20, we didn't, and like, and my buddies, like I said, they were at Rangers camp, Islanders camp, they're banksy and they're working out all day. They're doing this running and, and the training, they're, they're measuring their, you know, their lifts and everything. New Jersey, they made you walk on a treadmill, make sure you didn't have a heart murmur. And they would literally like, they would look at you 
and see if you're out of shape, they put you on a scale. Like that was a, there was no, and this was when things are starting to heat up a bit for their training and, and uh, fitness levels and all that stuff. And that's the one thing that you, you can never measure is how somebody interacts with people or how good of a guy they are. Like the character, like you said, like it's, you know, unfortunately we're going into a path of all stats and all coursey stats and nobody, everybody worries about how much time this guy's puck on a stick or how good he is in these situations. Well, the guy won't block a shot for you when the game's on the line. So don't know what you're talking about then because you're going to lose. Well, and it's this, you're, you're absolutely like, I keep saying the same stuff on this. <laughs> I keep saying you're absolutely, I keep saying you're absolutely right. And I completely agree. I just realized I say the same shit on this podcast <laughs> all the time. So maybe I should figure out some new sags. Um, but shit, I got to come up with something new. Um, uh, yeah, I don't even know what else to say. So we got to get into, uh, did you, because after Cardiff and yeah. Dundee, okay. So yeah. Dundee, you go there. It's all good. I love Dundee. Every Dundee fan out there that ever listens to this, I'll never forget, uh, shaking it off for the fans, for the Cardiff fans and the, the Dundee fans. Yeah, I was there too. And for me too, I was there watching. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I shook it off for everybody. Um, thank you for coming up all that way to uh, watch us donkeys play hockey. That's pretty <laughs> nice because uh, we are just average uh, blokes, as you'd call them. Um, and uh, now I want to get into uh, if you played four or six years pro, what do you want to call it? And what happened after Dundee? Uh, 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 um, no, the, uh, when I was, when I was done Dundee, that was, uh, pretty, I wasn't going back to Dundee. We'll say that. Um, and that was mutual. Um, and I did want to come back to the elite league. Um, just unfortunately there were couple of hurdles with a couple teams, but after that, um, I got talking with, um, Tommy Watkins with, uh, Telford and he called me and, um, mentioned that obviously they, they would want me and they would do anything to, to get me kind of deal and this and that. So, um, I spoke to him and he's a great guy. Um, and right away just was like, yeah, it's, and it's different. Cause there was like two imports at the, or no, at that time there was four, four imports. Um, don't you have your, and, passport? uh, so yeah, but it's, you're trained. It, it's where you're trained. So where you play your minor hockey, that counts. The only thing good with having a passport, having a UK citizenship is, um, is for their taxes. Well, because the they pay you as a, as a Brit, as, as like they pay the tax on, they don't need to pay for an incoming player for my visa and stuff like that. Oh, so that's the only break. Like in Germany, yeah. if these guys get a German passport, oh, yeah. they, they can play until they're like in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
Like if they're that good, it depends how good they are. But like, there's some guys that, that have played like 15 year careers that yeah. would have had a tough time making the coast after a year. Yeah. And it was, and, and it was, it was tough though, because in, in the, in this league, it was like they, they really did want it because you know, how the elite league is there was, it was all Canadian American euros. There's no, there's barely any British players except for the exceptional ones. You know what I mean? So this league, they focused on that, which is a good thing for their hockey, for their program, because you need kids to play at a somewhat decent level. You know what I mean? Other than the 13 exceptional players. Um, so, but I love Telford. It's, it was, it was amazing. Fans were amazing. Um, different, obviously that's a lower league, the league below, but um, yeah, the, it, for the, for fan wise and ownership, how you're treated, everything like that was very similar, but it was just the hockey aspect was significantly lower. Right. And, so and it's, it's stuff. still a good way of life. And I still loved it. Yeah, you're still making a good living. As as an import, you're still making good money. Yeah, but because I th- I think there is a guy that's in my neck of the woods, or he grew up in my neck of the woods because I played against his brother Steve Silverthorne. He was the goalie. Mm-hmm. Is there not his brother Jason that grew up in Port Elgin, just down the road from? Yeah, me? I played with him in Telford. He's still there. Yeah, I already knew that. I was just yeah. bringing it up. Oh, you just did your research, Jay. Eh? Now you're just tossing it in there. No, I knew I didn't have to do my research for that. Like I'm, oh. I, I already knew that. Yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, souls. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good way of living. And uh, like I said, the fans, it was very similar to to uh, the elite league, um, and how much how passionate they are. The towns were great and. It's the UK. It's you know the cities are are very similar to pubs and restaurants and nightlife and travel and all that. But uh, the the only real difference was the on ice was, and that's due to the fact that you, we could only have three imports on the ice at a time. So like you're still getting paid. Like that's yeah. like so like. But yeah, he's over there getting paid. Like, cause I've seen him over there for years. And like, I know his yeah. brother from shooting on him every year in every single league we played in. And like, um, it's impressive how long guys play. Right. Yeah. And so is like, I think he's, 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 he's older than you and, uh, Jason. Thanks. Um, thanks. But <laughs> I'm only 32, but he's, I think he's, he's, yeah, he's close to 40 now or over 40, 40. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, he loves it. And yeah, he was the same. He came, he came with, uh, Lou Dickinson actually, uh, played with him in Ed, uh, Edinburgh. And then, uh, he went to, I think another league, but then came back and, um, and just been at Telford since, but yeah, loves it. Like has a life there and, you know, you get, you get, you get a good, good, uh, good gig going. So why no, stop? I, I really think that the people that can, uh, live in a town in hockey and actually build a life around it are the, the luckiest people I've ever met. Um, like, like you're saying about him, 
Like he's, he's got a life and he's just a hockey player and he just, well, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. He could be doing more, but he has a job every year as the hockey player in town. And there's a lot of guys out there that in the second league in Germany or wherever it is, like they set themselves up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing is like, I've, I knew that, like I, it had to come to an end because I'm coming home, like, you know, with Nicole and we're like, this is our dream and our deal here. But for other people that can do it, like it is, it makes total sense because it's, it's a good gig and um, you can, you're already known there and you know the area and you know, you've been there for that long. And, um, and, and to like in Telford, the, but my first year, there was a bit of a, bit of a shit show with, with our owner. Um, and we had some amazing, family come in the fieldings does um and uh just came in and kind of saved the day for for the league in general and us to keep going and we ended up winning the league that year my first year there and um and it was just yeah it was it's such a it's just it's just like a uk like it's hard it's hard for guys that haven't played in the uk or people that haven't like lived there for a while or experienced it but it's just it was just like standard UK, like the fans are great, rink, rink is good, restaurants, like you're treated great and everybody's rallying around you, like the town, you know. It, it's it's crazy for you to say that. Like, I didn't know what that league was like. I saw the points you were putting up, which were, I did you ever, <laughs> did you ever score 50 at 50? Did you ever do it? I did. You did. You yeah. scored fifty and fifty. Yeah, I think it was I like saw there was fifty-three was, games played and fifty goals. I think I scored fifty, and I think it was under under fifty. Wow! I'm not sure. Anyways, heck of a league, but I <laughs> what <laughs> I what, what I would say though is I totally understand like what the town, what everybody would have thought of you. Because, like, there was a time in Beating Hive where they all loved me, right? And, like, it is pretty wild when, like, you're scoring goals and the town actually cares. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyways. I thought you were going to say something there. Yeah, no, it is. And and it is... uh... And like the rinks right, right in the in the city center and the mall, and it was yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Like just just being there, and and I didn't have to fight much, obviously, but uh, just yeah, scoring the goals, scoring the big goals, and having the having those two years out there was just it just made hockey so much so much more fun again too. Okay, so. okay, okay. So last thing, okay, because. We've probably crossed the line here and we got to shut down the recording. This is only two whales. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, well, the thing is, so we've talked about scoring 50 goals in 50 games. I've played with you. We were grooving. You protected me. I'd pass to you. You'd score. It's all good. Matthew Myers would be standing in front. The goalie would see his butthole. 
It'd all be good, right? Right? Perfect. Like exactly. that was exactly how it worked. Exactly I, how it went. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly how it went. Nobody would go near me. I would do uh, my thing. You would mm-hmm. score. He would put his butthole in his face. So, <laughs> right? Ah, uh, where was I going with that? Holy moly. So fighting? Yes, exactly. So you were actually could score. You scored 50 goals in 50 games. But like every time I saw you fight, you beat the guy up and you did it smiling and you were laughing and you were like actually enjoying it. And I was like, well, why doesn't he just beat everybody up all the time? Like, why doesn't he like grab them and like just beat them up? Like, but like you were just, doing it for fun and you were like smiling while you're doing it it was just very interesting because all the other guys were like so intense and like they were so mad and they were aggressive and you were like oh do you want to get punched in the head oh okay pop oh do you want another one oh okay pop <laughs> right uh, yeah it's um that is yeah. how it went it, it, it is but uh it's it's just one of those things where I I never I've never really liked fighting. I've just been good at it, and I've been big and strong. And my brother taught me, and my dad taught me. When I was young, and um, just learned how to fight from them. And um, you know, there's guys that can do it and want to do it for a living, and do it to get in places. And I even junior, I did it out of necessity because guys hated my brother, and I was coming up as a rookie, and I'm 16, and 20 year olds are used to get beat up by my brother or trying to beat me up and so I had to start fighting and I did well in it but it was just one of those things I never I never liked doing it because I don't like 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 that much almost like hurt didn't I'm just big hands and hit hard and but I've lost some and been put out a couple times but it is what it is you do your thing and try to get to the level and try to make money and Try to get it after that uh, that NHL deal or American League contract, and yeah, that's it, man. Um, I just like I know you, and I know you're a teddy bear, and I just want to give yeah, you a big hug. Yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. and like, but you get put into that situation because you're a good hockey player, and you're that big, right? Yep. Like you are, you're, you're a good hockey player and you're that big. And back in the day, if you're that big, that means you fight. It it doesn't mean you play hockey. It means you fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and that was the thing too, is I, and I, I didn't do any myself, any favors, especially like with workouts and being a hardest worker and all that stuff. But it was everywhere I went junior, every pro, every, you know, being that guy, you, you have to fight. You're somebody's coming after you because somebody's trying to make a spot. Somebody's going up to the biggest guy. And a lot of times I put, put people down and put them in their place, but sometimes you don't, or, you know, I, I definitely didn't feel like fighting all the time, but that's something that you do. And some that's, you know, part of the game and it should always be part of the game. But personally, I just never, never really liked the thought of, having to do that, you know, every day, every, every game. And, but it worked out. We had some laughs. We had some fun. Oh no. Like or some Geno's. Absolutely. Like, Hey man, 
Everyone tells me that if I was jacked up and I had six pack and whatever, I would have made the show. Well, guess what? My body doesn't look like that. <laughs> and if, <laughs> if, if you're not a heavyweight fighter and you want to fight every heavyweight every single night, then that's not you. Right. Yeah. And guess oh, yeah. what? And guess what? Like you could actually score. Like you scored yeah. 50 goals in 50 games and like you enjoyed playing hockey and you weren't a killer. Like I've interviewed kill I, a killer on here. You're you're it's not the same personality. And I think that's why me and you go to concerts together. We go to Gaza <laughs> together. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a, it's definitely a job for, for some different individuals. But it's and it is needed. It's still it's something that uh, it's something that's there, and and uh, you know you're gonna have to do. That. And the the one thing I did enjoy the, the one thing I did enjoy was doing that. Somebody got blown up, somebody hit from behind, somebody's picking on like you or Joey or something like that. Like oh, I'm all like see you later. I'm off the bench. I'm in there. Uh, but it's one of those ones where it's guys asking me or just just because of the fact I'm so big or whatever but like the change of pace ones are always good if you're playing like shit and you go out and tilt and or somebody gets hurt and something like that but yeah it was always just there's so many different circumstances but it was always oh, can i i i would like to say that when i played with you yeah even when i scored i had never felt so safe because you would come <laughs> and you would wrap me in your arms and i would be like Nobody could punch me right now. Like, <laughs> like, look at how big these arms are, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, like, I get it, man. Like, I, I didn't want to fight, but I would do it when it was time. Like when it was time for the team needs this. Like we're down or we're out, and you need the the fight the score the fight but like i was never a fighter and i understand how you got into it just because you're so big and when you're that big there's no way out of it especially back oh, yeah. when we were coming up right yeah yeah there's nowhere to hide no nothing like that and and it was a side like i said but it was it was a lot to do with with my brother just because of the way he played the way he made it to nhl was that he just he didn't care. He'd get beat up all the time in junior. He'd just fight everybody. Didn't care. And then that trickled down to 20-year-olds trying to pick on me because my brother beat him up. And <laughs> just in a good way, it forced me to fight and have to do it. But, yeah, it was just, it was just one of those things that – and it's it like – and I do feel like that. Like, even scores, like, you should be able to fight. You get fired up in a game, somebody chops you, you chop them back, fight. Like, that's, that's what it's for. You go fight and you're in a box and – but I just don't like the the big the ceremony ones or or the uh, um, just the set up ones just, yeah. just for fighting yeah. like just yeah. there's no you're just wasting a roster spot for somebody that could be making that money that could contribute in other ways as well right man when I played with you you contributed so many ways I bet you what did you have twenty to twenty five goals I don't even know what it was. But like yeah, 20, 25, yeah, 23, 25, yeah. 
but like me and you were playing on the third line and we were grooving with Matthew Myers. Yeah. I didn't last long the next year, but it wasn't the same line. Yeah. And it wasn't the same results, but they figured it out without me for a while, but it never quite came to fruition. But I I don't know, man, that, that line of BU and Myers, it like, if you want a third line in that league. Yeah. Yeah. It was bring, good. I mean, bring the old balls, bring the big guy and bring the guy that'll go to the net. Bring, bring macro leg yeah. lover. Yeah. Let's, let's roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you got anything else to say before we shut her down? No, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, like you said, we, we fortunately still do get to hang out and, and kept in touch after all these years. And, um, I think it's nice that we can continue to do this and all the fans in Cardiff and Dundee and Telford, Clado, fuck every place I've played. There's thousands of teams I've played for. Another um, F-bomb, another F-bomb. Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying butthole on here. I can't say F-bomb. Um, Not a swear word in the kids' <laughs> world. Hmm? Yeah, it's been uh, you know, it's a great, great experience. And uh, yeah, hopefully get to come back and visit and plan on it and visiting uh, you know those cities and towns and seeing some games. And hanging out uh, with the fans that were there when we were there. I doubt you're ever going to go back there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being serious. Like I uh, I'll yeah. never, I will never go back and watch a Dayton Bombers game because I don't even know if that team exists anymore. But they don't, so you oh, can't. Okay, so I there you go. Toledo. Yeah, in the new arena, but can you go watch the old arena? Okay. It's time to shut this down. We've had a long enough chat, but uh, anything else before I say goodbye? No, that's it, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hopefully get to see you soon before the COVID. uh, You're going to see me as soon as I hit. You're going to see me as soon as I hit stop right now. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and go bands. I'm like Pete Southtown Zanz I'm not for